Hi friends, my name is Jenna, one of the three voices you'll hear on this podcast. I have worked in the wedding industry for five years and I can't wait to share all of the advice, tips, and tricks you'll need, and even better, alongside two amazing other industry professionals. Whether you're a newly engaged couple, a wedding pro, or just want to have a laugh, we're here. Now who's ready to pull back those curtains and have a glimpse behind the party? Welcome guys to another episode of Behind the Party, the podcast where we go beyond the glitz and the glamour to explore the real stories behind events, celebrations, and owning a small business. I'm one of your hosts, Amanda, and bringing you practical tips and insights from the world of event planning is one of the things I love to do most. Today, we're going to dive into a topic that every small business owner can relate to. It's all about when your business is just not a good fit for them, your client, and how personal that feels. So grab a cup of coffee, settle in, and let's get started. Now, before we really dive down deep, I know it's been a whirlwind for most of us since our last episode. So just to give you a quick update on where we are at, we are currently in the middle of wedding and event season and what that looks like for those of you who haven't been on this side of the party. We are balancing and juggling not only all these amazing celebrations every single week, multiple on most weekends, but also communicating with our booked clients, communicating with potential new clients, talking with all the vendors, answering everyone's questions. On average, our office hours, the amount of phone calls we get, emails, and just work time in general probably triples easily this time of year. And from talking to a lot of our wedding professional friends, they feel the same way. Now, some vendors have additional things to do, editing photos, placing orders, working in the kitchen, whatever that looks like. If you are planning a party right now, whether you're looking to get information, to book your vendors, or if you're already booked with them and you're like, this is the perfect time for me to schedule a two-hour meeting to ask all my questions, please please just have a little bit of patience with your vendors. I promise you they want to give you their full attention. And just like me and just like Jenna, they are so beyond excited for your date, but they also want to make sure you get the attention and excitement you deserve. So if they take two or three business days to email you back, to call you back, that's okay. They didn't ghost you. I assure you they're going to be there as quickly as they can. Now, on the flip side, for all of you fun, engaged, looking for a venue, couples that are out there, this is an amazing time of year for you to go tour and visit venues. Their availability is going to be limited, especially on weekends. So try to be strategic, plan ahead. You'll have better luck getting in on the days you want to. Use those holidays off from work that you might have and really go check it out. There is a big reason why fall in October is such a big wedding month. It's gorgeous. We love it. In addition to it being wedding season and having all these amazing celebrations going on, we're also tackling a lot of big projects. Normally, most of these projects we get to do at the end of August into early September. But if you are here in North Texas, you know it has been a killer hot year. So hot. And when I say killer, I mean, I think every time I drive down a new street, 
half of the trees and shrubs are just brown and toasty and they didn't make it. And that just crushes my soul. But that does mean that we have spent a lot of time out on our own property, making sure all of our plants in our wildlife, both animals and our natural trees, things like that are thriving as best as they can, replacing the ones that maybe didn't make it and replacing and moving them to different areas if the heat was just too much to handle. It's a lot. I don't know about you guys. I love doing yard work, but my back is not what it was 10 years ago. And then of course, last episode, we talked about juggling life. I could go on and on about all the many things we're juggling at home But let's just say between two sports, school in full swing, and homecoming coming up, things are busy in our household. If you feel the same way, it's okay. It's just a busy season. It might take a little extra coffee to get through, but we're going to do it. And when we look back at all the things we've accomplished and the memories we made, hopefully we can do it with a smile and a big breath and be like, whew, that, that was fun but it's over and it's time to move forward. Okay, so I promise you today we're going to talk about things that actually might feel like a punch in the gut for most entrepreneurs. And it's that moment when you realize that your business, your service, just might not be a good fit for certain clients. Maybe they told you that and were honest. Maybe they said something that really kind of tarnished your brand that hurt your feelings because I know how much work you put in to choosing that font, those colors. If you're a building like us, what it looks like, the outdoor and exterior. And a lot of times clients don't think about that when they give you some unfiltered feedback. So fear not, we're going to explore how to handle this situation with grace and how you can turn it into an opportunity for growth instead of dwelling on it and bringing yourself down. I want to talk about the importance of finding your ideal clients. As a small business owner, it's just so important for you to identify your target market, your target clientele, and ensure that the time you're investing and the energy you're putting into marketing and connecting with them is resulting in you bringing in those right customers. You want clients that are going to appreciate your unique style, your values, services, making it a win-win for both parties involved. A lot of times you'll hear people say on social media, you need to be your authentic self. You need to show them your whys. You need to show them what you really care about, even if it's a little bit too personal for your brand. The reason why is for this exact topic that we're we're mentioning here. You want to draw in those clients that also appreciate the things you do, that are going to click with you, that are going to appreciate the work that you do and the way that you do it. Whether your business is more on the casual side or the more elegant side, if you would consider your business brand rustic or modern, you want to pull the right clientele in. And although sometimes getting business might seem better than having no business, if you have booked a client in the past that was not a good fit for your brand, you know that the anxiety or the stress or the extra work conversations that you both have to have to navigate is very difficult. So what if from the start you were able to pull in that ideal client and the conversations were easy? Things fell into place and you didn't have to be a salesperson. You didn't have to put on that hat where you felt 
like you're pulling them in to book your services. What if they just walked in and told you, this is perfect. Your personality, your brand, your services, we love the whole package. That's who you want to book. So what happens when you encounter a potential client who, for whatever reason, isn't the right fit for you? Well, I can tell you from firsthand, it is extremely disheartening and it's essential to not take it personally, but I also know that that's easier said than done. So you have to remember, just like I tell myself, it's not about you as a person. It's about finding the perfect match between the client's needs and what your business offers. The first step is to acknowledge and accept that not every potential client is going to be a perfect match, and that is okay. At the end of the day, especially here in the event industry, our inventory, so to speak, are dates, and there are only 52 Saturdays in a year. So if you fill them up with your ideal clients instead of anyone you can get, you're going to not only thrive, but you're going to feel more successful. In fact, it's completely normal for every client not to be your perfect match. And remembering that and identifying early on that sometimes they're just not a good fit for you can save you time, energy, and a lot of unnecessary stress. Sometimes it's better to pass on a project than to force a mismatch collaboration. Now, how you identify when a a potential client isn't the right fit for you has a few different ways. One key indicator is when their requirements are a little bit or significantly misaligned with what your business offers. For example, if your specialty is creating intimate, personalized celebrations, but they're looking for a huge, extravagant gala, that's a big red flag. Recognizing these differences can set the stage for a more open and honest conversation, and it can also make sure that both of you find your great match without hurting the other's feelings. Once you've identified that a potential client is not a good fit for you, it's crucial that you respond gracefully. And I know that can be hard because a lot of times potential clients don't realize how they're coming across when they're telling you how you're not a good fit for them. So remember, this is an opportunity for you to showcase your professionalism and leave them with a positive impression, even if you're not the one that can best meet their needs. You should always offer sincere explanation of why you believe that you and your business may not be the best fit for their event. And honesty is key here. Remember that every one person your business interacts with, they have the opportunity to share your name with 10 other people. And those 10 other people could pass it on and so forth and so forth. So the impression you want to leave on each and every person you contact is going to be positive and you want it to stay consistent. People are going to realize when you are consistently professional and positive, even if you have one person who leaves you a review that says the opposite, everyone's going to go on your reputation and your consistency. So showcase your unique personality. Whatever your brand lingo is, you go for it. At Honeydew Rentals, we love all the surfer beach chill vibes. So when we are talking to our friends, our clients, that's how we want them to feel because that is our environment. That is what we are building. And a lot of times we'll get 
feedback where they already went with somebody else. And instead of being like, oh, okay, no way. We're excited for them. We are pumped they found their good match. We are excited for their celebration and we are honored that they even thought of it. So we are sure to let them know that. And then we also offer to help connect them to other vendors they may need. Because I'm not in this event industry just because it's a great job. I'm in it because I love it. And I know that every business owner that's listening right now feels the same way. If you didn't feel the same way, then you would not be owning your own small business in the event industry. You would be working for someone else so that you wouldn't have to worry about this burden like the one we're talking about today. Feedback is the next thing I kind of want to touch on today. It's often viewed as a really big, scary word, but trust me, this is your secret weapon for growth. When a potential client shares their feedback, whether it's positive or negative, it's an opportunity for you to learn and improve your business, your services, or maybe just your communication. I don't know about any of you listeners, but there have been times where we received feedback of why someone went with a different vendor and their reasoning was something that we actually offered. And what that tells me is that my, myself and my team, we were not doing a good enough job communicating to them that we could check off that box and fulfill the need for them. So we changed that. You make it easier for them to understand and digest and get those questions answered. So you get feedback from them. What do you do? Well, first and foremost, you have to resist the temptation to get defensive. This goes back to being positive and professional. Instead, make sure you're taking a deep breath, take a step back, leave the email unread, come back to it the next day if you need to, and objectively evaluate the feedback. Is this really something you can learn from? Perhaps you discovered an aspect or an area of your business that needs improvement or a service that you could consider adding to your offerings or simply changing the wording of. Additionally, you need to remember that feedback can help you identify patterns. As a business owner, I hope most of you have the goal of staying in the ownership seat, not just the day-to-day life. If you've been doing this for more than a couple years, you know that at a certain point, your business is thriving. You cannot wear all the hats. If you're in the day-to-day trenches of doing the duties that you need to get done, you're not able to focus on being the owner and helping push your business to the next level. So when you're in this ownership seat, you need to be able to consistently identify patterns. So if you notice a trend of clients feeling a certain way, that might be time for you to take a step back and look at your branding, your team um, training, your services, marketing, the way that your team is communicating, all of the above. These are opportunities for you to make adjustments and pivot, ultimately attracting more of your ideal clients. And guess what, friends? When you attract more of your ideal clients, your booking ratio is going to go way up. If all of the inquiries you you have coming in every month already fit your personality, they already are your ideal clients, then you don't have to worry about convincing them why you're good at what you do. Instead, you get to be the professional that you are, be respected for what you do, and they're going to appreciate your services more than you can imagine. And that is priceless, my friends. 
So remember my fellow party people, growing a small business is a journey. Facing challenges along the way is part of that process. And when a potential client is not the right fit for you, it's not a reflection of your worth or capabilities as an owner. Instead, view it as an opportunity to learn, to adapt, and to grow your business into exciting new directions that you may never have dreamed possible. That's all the time we have for today on Behind the Party, and I really hope you guys got a few nuggets from this episode to help you breathe. Remember that even when those clients are not a good fit for you, that you are not alone. We are all learning together. And out there, you do have your ideal dream clients. Now, if you enjoyed this episode and our other episodes, please click that follow button for Behind the Party. Make sure that we are always getting our notifications of new episodes out to you. And of course, feel free to drop me and Jenna a message on our website, social media. And if you have any topics or questions that you'd like us to cover in future episodes, let us know. We love hearing from you guys. Until next time, we hope that you keep celebrating life moments. And we'll talk to you next time behind the party. Thanks again for tuning in. As always, you can find us at Behind the Party Podcast on Instagram. We want to hear from you. DM us on Instagram or email behindthepartypodcast at gmail.com. We can't wait. See you next time.